All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Movie Talks with Joe. We are your hosts. I'm Tony Serrano. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick Wall. And in this episode, Patrick, what are we talking about today? I have no effing idea, Tony. You were surprising us, and I am genuinely terrified. <laughs> Wait, did you just say effing? Yes. In fact, we've dropped the F-bomb like 3,000 times, and now you're going to go to effing? It's his resolution. Uh, it's his New Year's uh, resolution. Uh, New Year's we are the New Year's resolution. It's just too early in the episode to start saying fuck, 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 the fuck, fuck, fuck. All right, that's seven. And right. there we are. There go. Now we're ready to Just fill a quota. No more swearing for the rest of the episode. <laughs> that was effing great. <laughs> F this, I'm going home. <laughs> All right, so. Please don't leave. <laughs> Please don't go. Uh, in this episode, we're going to try something a little bit different here. Uh, we normally have at least talked about a few days prior or a week prior about a couple of thoughts. We gather together some ideas of what we're going to talk about, and that's about the extent of it. Mm-hmm. And we kind of each do our own research, if any. <clears throat> and yeah, we, we do a ton of research. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. Hours. Hours. <laughs> on hours. On hours. Yeah. My whole Wednesday shot. <laughs> <laughs> so in this one, what I wanted, I had an idea. I said, hey, let's do something surprising. So one of us comes up with a topic, and we just don't bring it up to each other. We're going to bring it up to you right now. So do either one of you know what we're talking about? Absolutely nope. not. Okay. So this, I, I t- I'll take the wheel on this one and do the first one. So the topic for today is going to be themes in film. Okay. And by that, I mean, when like, what is your favorite theme? Uh, we can talk about movies that are based around those themes. So do you know some themes that you could think of? Like, what is the I'm thinking theme? of genres. So can you explain a little bit more what you mean by theme? So a theme would be... The story is a love story. So mm-hmm. love is the main theme of the story. Uh, humanity versus technology. Uh, good versus evil. Oh, death. Okay. Um, got a uh, coming of age. Um, you know, stuff like that. So you have, like, thinking of coming of age, there's that movie called This Boy's Life, which is a Richard Linklater movie. Um, I know I've talked about him before yes. a lot. Uh, but this movie, that movie was really interesting because it spanned over same actors and I think Ethan Hawke was in it because he was in two of his other movies, or three of his other movies, um, before Sunset, before Midnight, and then before whatever the other one was. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so Ethan Hawke's in it, and there's some other people that are in it. But the kid starts out when he's younger. I think he's around maybe eight or nine years old, if I can remember correctly, maybe a little younger. And the movie goes over as he's growing up over like the next ten years. And the interesting thing was Richard Linklater filmed it over 10 years like he actually kept all these actors they stayed on retainer and they only shot certain scenes so based now the kid's gonna be 13 so they waited until the kid actually became 13 wow. and then reshot those scenes with all the same actors so you actually the aging that's happening in the movie to everybody is actually literally happening huh. so it was really so it took like 30 years to make it. <clears throat> no 10 oh. he filmed it over 10 years oh, okay <clears throat> 10 or 11 years something like that but it was an interesting concept to say, hey, we're literally going to do this. Not using a different actor as the kid, you know, you know, the version of that person when they're younger. It's it's the actual kid throughout the entire movie. What's that? <coughs> was that stupid movie come movie twenty ninety nine? Oh, the one hundred year movie, yeah. the greatest oh, yeah. movie you'll never see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this one actually was able to get done. But it came out. Technically, was, that movie is done. They're just not releasing it yeah. until twenty one fifteen. Stupid bastards. I mean, until I break into John Malkovich's house <laughs> and put it on the internet. So that's release it, you coward. <laughs> <laughs> do it, do it. So that's an idea. So like coming okay. of age, something like that. That would be an example of that. So oh, okay. And that was a really interesting style and way of doing it that I thought of. That was one when I hear coming of age, I hear I think of that movie because it actually was really good. Um, so just kind of kick it off. Do you guys have a special? theme that you like to your movies 
I like them it's a little <clears> bit <throat> broad, but I do like uh, good versus evil. So we all know that I'm a sci-fi fan and I'm an action movie fan, and I always... Um, it, on, it's simple enough to where good guy, bad guy, good guy, kill bad guy. Mm-hmm. And that's all you really need for a good movie or a good story. I mean, great literature is based off of that one theme. So that's got to be my... This is the first one I thought of, so I'm going to say that's my favorite. There you go. Good versus evil. I like that. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to go with the one that I'm doing right now for... <laughs> Just for personal reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I can let, guess gonna, what that is. I'm gonna let that one go. Um, no, no, you, no, you can't. It's, it's, it's not Pornhub or browsers. But to to Patrick's point, I I do like the good versus evil, but I like the ones that take like they put realism to it. So like you've got a guy who may be the bad guy or starts out that way, mm. but you like in the story. Kind of a, a lot like in this TV show, but like Cobra Kai, you've got, and it's easier for that because you know they got seasons where everything can change. But you got people that you know start off bad, but then you get a little bit of that backstory. You're like, oh, that's why he's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, hey, we've yeah. already hit our quota. No, no sorry, Dang, uh, that's why they're effed up. <laughs> Their mom's in the hospital, and they're trying to fight for this money to get them out of the hospital. Yep. They're really not terrible. They're just trying to help somebody out the, by being the, terrible. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. but the, the not terrible guy did something terrible, exactly, which right. makes him terrible. Right. And, and uh, you know, trading places. Like, you know, uh, when when uh, Dan Aykroyd has to go, you know, has everything taken away from him. He's not a bad guy, but he has nothing else better to do, so he holds up. You know, his uh, old workplace and steals salmon. And puts, drug, exact... puts drugs in Eddie Murphy's desk. And then eats raw meat on the subway. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> I mean, that's a good way to get salmonella. I mean, come on. That was like two-thirds beard. <laughs> <laughs> Which was actually the whole point of that movie was the bet that uh, yeah. Randolph and Mortimer made was, is it, you know, uh, upbringing versus environment. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which that could be a movie theme, too. It could be, yeah. <clears throat> the one I think of... Exhibit A, trading places. Yeah. <laughs> So the one I think when you said that, I think of it kind of in reverse. Well, kind of like that, like how Dan Aykroyd is kind of like the reverse of it or something, mm-hmm. where I think of Unbreakable. Yeah. Mr. Glass. Yeah. Mm. That's a good one. And like especially that. since he reveals that at the very end, the very last line is, now we know who you are, I now know who I am. Mm-hmm. And originally everybody thought he was this good guy. <clears throat> he, he, was he was trying, trying to bring to out... Him. Yeah, he was trying to bring out the best to do it, but he had to do all these messed up things he killed a lot of people right (laughs) hey you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs you know in this case eggs are heads look look, it was a train it was fine (laughs) there were also like two other things he did that wasn't in the it was in like that like i've done this this and the train to find you (laughs) yeah yeah because he was talking about that apartment fire yep Yep. that was him too like Mm -hmm. all the all the things like the bad things he was talking about that happened with all these people that died that was still him doing it. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> well, yeah, another one I think of a, a movie based on that type of thing where the person's a good person, very strict, is that, is that old school movie from the 80s, um, Lean on Me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the one where the kid gets run over by a train? No. That's Stand no, by, that's by Me. Stand no, by Me. It's, uh, this is Morgan Freeman. He becomes the principal <laughs> of a... Of a a very inner city school yeah, yeah. that's that's like got the lowest scores on stuff, and the school is just run by drug dealers, yep. gangs, stuff like this. So the teachers have no control. Yeah, and they basically have kind of given Isn't that up. A Jane, uh, Edward James almost almost movie. I don't think so. I'm not okay. sure, but I can't remember who directed it or wrote it. But 
<clears throat> he goes into the school. Dead Poet Society. I mean, a lot of people have done this kind of movie. Yeah, but Dead Poet Society, those were already good kids. So, I mean, I'm talking, oh. these are, they're, yeah. these, their scores are so low that it's almost to the point to where the county or the school board's going to shut the school down or something. Right. I don't think that's brought up. Or but... the substitute <laughs> where Bill Pullman, I think it is, has to go around just beating the shit out of all the drug dealers. Yep. He can beat Wasn't the shit out of Bill Pullman? It was someone. I don't think that was Bill Pullman. I remember the first movie, it was like a really a, a named actor. Um, but oh. the the subsequent sequels, I think there are four of them. There was, was a there was another one with um, Jim Bellucci, the principal. Yep. But in this one, it was more he was a real strict teacher, as yeah. Mister Clark, mm-hmm. and so he gets in and he basically Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger, well that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a guy that would just go around beating shit up. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. <clears throat> but in this one, he goes around and he get he's super strict on everybody. He starts expelling kids right away. Mm-hmm. Remember, he has them gather all in the in the auditorium. In the auditorium, and he's like, these people are drug dealers, blah blah blah. He has all these people stand up on the stage. He chooses them, and he's like, you're expelled. Get out of here. And he's real strict on everybody. But at the end of the day. He's getting the job done. Like, he's even strict with the teachers, so there's teachers letting stuff happen. I think there was one, what was it, like, not being late or something, or the bell rang, and one of the right. teachers was rushing back in, and he's like, no, nope, you're late, you can leave. Yeah. In front of the kids and everything. So he's trying to let everybody know there's no not, special people here, yeah. like mm-hmm. teacher or student. Exactly. And it ends up turning around, the kids end up doing better things, and, you know, <clears throat> he goes through a rough time. But that's kind of what the, I think of, but a lot of people... One of the guys on the school board, so, like, <coughs> he's trying to protect the kids in there. Mm-hmm. And the and the doors don't lock. Um, or oh yeah, like, he puts he puts locks on them. Yeah, yeah, he puts chains. Which and is locks gonna on be them. a fire, technically a fire hazard right. in case there's a fire, and he won't release them. So. But what happens is one of the or no, the doors do lock, but like, there you can't monitor everything, especially in this giant school. So mm-hmm. one of the kids ends up letting one of the drug de- other drug dealing kids in, and he comes in and basically almost kills another one of the students in the school. Damn. And so that's when he starts putting the chains. The, on he put it. chains and locks on there, and then uh, the one of the head of the school board, which was his friend who got him the job. Exactly. There, yeah. <clears throat> they got the fire marshals and everybody there, and he's <laughs> he does have one famous line. It's a great line from Morgan Freeman. Now Morgan Freeman is awesome to be yeah. with, but he comes out. and He has that bat. Yeah, and he's like, right. you can't do this. He's like, he's like, well, they used to call me whatever. Now crazy they call Joe. me Batman. Yeah, yeah, Crazy Joe. Now they call me Batman. Call me Batman. <laughs> and he just walks in with a bat in there. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, he's just walking up and down the hallway with his bat. But when you're watching the movie, all you see is Morgan Freeman basically just being this prick, like mm-hmm. to everybody. But at the end of the day, once everybody starts getting in line and things start getting, he actually treats people very well. So it's at the end of the day, and I had this argument when I was in film school with one of my teachers. I had to do a paper on this. And I said, I said he's a, you know, he's a tough line with a heart of gold. And she's like, I don't really think he had a heart of gold. He was just doing his job. I'm like, well, why would you care so much though? I mean, he, right. he did help a lot of the students. Like the girl got pregnant. That was his old student. She actually liked him. She was mm-hmm. he was a teacher for her, and <clears throat> he helps her through, and you know, basically gets her to talk to her mother and everything because her mom's going to kick her out. And so he does have a heart. But thinking of that type of thing, like that hidden kind of thing. The, in that person where they're really doing good but they come off as not so much right um, that's one that I think of so very nice <clears throat> another one I thought of I, my mind immediately goes to genres when I'm thinking about themes so I, I found a I thought of a genre that I really like mm-hmm. and I'm trying to figure out the theme but well, murder can't be a theme can it or, uh, yeah okay yeah, well they're good psycho I was thinking more of knives out murder okay, mystery yeah, yeah. or uh, the Orient Express or Clue mm-hmm. one of my favorite murder mysteries um, Bullet Train yeah Bullet Train 
amazing movie. <laughs> that was such. That was one of the best films I saw last year. I say that as it's January seventh, so it's <laughs> six months ago I saw this movie. But I get to say last year. Okay. Yeah, I was, <laughs> um, so I I think the theme is just murder or puzzle solving. One of those two. I mean, I would say like murder mystery, but that's a genre. Investigation. It's, it's, it's yeah, investigation. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, I, I think you could find a theme within it. I mean, I I don't know what you'd actually call it. I mean, besides investigation, problem solving. Yeah. Let's just yeah. go with murder. Sure. The theme is death. <clears throat> Death. We'll be seeing Patrick on the first 48. All yep, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the theme is death, and I love it. <laughs> My new apartment's just going to be black wallpaper. It's like gothic chandeliers everywhere. Actually, it'll be the wallpaper from the Haunted Mansion at Disney. It'll be a little lighthearted. Awesome. A friend of mine bought a condo, and she has that in her um, like upstairs like den area. Mm-hmm. So she, if she has any left, I'll put it up. Yeah. Now, for me, I know I brought up earlier as coming age. I was just using that as an example, but I'd say one of my favorite themes in film is perseverance, and that's okay. that's a huge one. So I'll give you a few examples of Escape from New York. You could kind of. Be <laughs> I mean, he does well. He's kind of forced to do that though. <laughs> perseverance, I think, I'm more like Rudy. Okay, um, pursuit of happiness. Pursuit of Men of Honor. Men of Honor. Ooh, yeah. that's you a good know, one. Th- those Fault are like, our stars. You know, I could make that stop. argument. Stop. <laughs> stop. I'm not crying today. Or we Bullshit. all... Bullshit. Damn it. <laughs> or I think we all said... We, you've seen, I think even you said you've seen it, The Last Castle. Yeah, oh. that, was, that was a good one. Just that scene with the whole... With the rocks. With the rocks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're think, thinking about... But Rudy is like one of the number ones that oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, pops into my be. head. You're a hundred nothing. Yeah. Five foot nothing. And you stood toe-to-toe with the greatest football team ever to walk this earth. <laughs> now go walk to Mordor. Yeah, 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 exactly. Get out of here, Samwise. And he walked away with a degree, too. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the end of the day, <clears throat> not too bad. And his best friend was John Favreau. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, all in all, good life. Very fat John Favreau. Yeah. yeah. I don't think and, he's, he's still not the skinniest version of himself right now. And, and uh, We love you, John. But yes. you lose some weight. Swingers, I think, was, was the skinniest version yeah. of him. Vince Vaughn was in there, too. Uh, was he <clears> like he a was. quarterback or one of the wide receivers? Uh, he was. I think he was on the team. So I don't remember what he actually did, though. I can't remember. I know he was in I want to say movie. he was maybe like tight end because he, he like went up against Rudy a couple times. And he was like, you know, giving him crap for, hey, don't take it easy on me, man, or whatever. Yeah. See, I do not remember Vince Vaughn being in that movie. Yeah. Okay. He's on the team. It wasn't yes. a super large role for no. him. It wasn't like, this is a Vince Vaughn movie. You know? no, like, no, no, This is one of those classic <laughs> John Favreau and Vince Vaughn movies. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> but that one, I think of number one. Uh, but you know, when you said Pursuit of Happiness, that was in my oh, list man. on ideas. I mean, just somebody just keeps getting knocked down, keeps moving forward, not going to give up, you know, stuff like that. And then Men of Honor, I mean, that's a great example. Come oh, on, yeah. Cookie. <laughs> I want my twelve. <laughs> yeah, that um, that movie. My dad, he was an army vet, but he he watched the movie. and He really liked it, and he's like, oh, "Couldn't they do this version with the army guys like that? They weren't DC divers in the army." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, um, "There was one movie, uh, one scene in the movie where uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. at the end he goes into the courtroom and he salutes, and they're like, we don't salute indoors.' He's like, "Well, this is a sign of respect. You are you are all admirals." And he's like, well, this is the new Navy. And my dad was like, whew, I wouldn't even have stood for that one. Dude, that guy's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> but can you think of any ones that you'll know, fall under perseverance? That are I already said, save from New York. 
Escape he just had to keep going to find the president's daughter. Well, that's Escape from L.A. Uh, he had to find the football <laughs> and Escape from New York. <laughs> but the, the only reason why I slightly disagree with that, slightly, <laughs> is because he's forced to do it because they implant yeah, that he, explosive he will in him. And he's like, well, yeah, it's a perseverance. He yeah, he's trying to persevere to stay alive, <laughs> yeah. but... It's not like he went in and he said, I'm going to do this. That would be self-perseverance. Well, then, I mean, just thinking along those lines, that would be, Lord of the Rings would be a great uh, perseverance movie. Yeah. Because they have to literally walk to uh, Mordor with um, Rudy. Same wise. Uh, they meet Shelob, the giant spider, which, although in the books, the, the spider turns into like a sexy lady and is a oh. witch. But in the movie, it's just, it's just a, a giant tarantula. Yeah, giant spider with a stinger. Yeah. <laughs> And then you have um, Viggo Mortensen's um, trying to become king in the third movie. Well, actually, he does become king in the third movie. He tries to become one in the second one, and in the first one, he's just a badass. All right. He perseveres through nine hours of movie. Um, I, I'll throw a, I'll throw an odd one out there for you uh, that's recent. Jexy. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Adam Devine, you know the. Hey, you've got to watch that. It's funny. Adam Devine at the start of it, you know, he's just like this loser that just goes through his everyday life looking at his phone, just not even paying attention to anything. And then he when he drops it, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put your damn phone. Down. <laughs> <laughs> when he drops it, you know, has to get the new one. He gets a new perspective on life, and he mm-hmm. has to you know change a lot of stuff around to what he actually wanted that he didn't know he wanted. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm surprised you didn't bring up the one that you've talked about a couple times. Uh, it's the, speaking of perseverance, the one with the guy who keeps going back in time. It oh, wasn't oh, another oh, Adam oh, Levine when movie. We first met, yeah, that's Adam Levine. Yeah, where, where he kept yeah. going, going yeah. back to try to fix. I told you I was trying girl. to stay away from those right now. <laughs> but I'm talking about perseverance. <laughs> so the idea, Die Hard, good perseverance movie. Ooh, yeah. see again, <laughs> he's not forced to do it this time. Yeah, he kind of is. They have his wife. Eh. <laughs> They've been separated for six months at that point. Yeah. See, this, is, just this doing is the it. problem with society. Everything's replaceable. <laughs> just get a brand new one. Yeah. I can get a mail order I mean, that from was, China. It, that was her choice in the movie. She moved out to LA. She got the new job. She took her maiden name. That was her choice. That's Bruce Willis choice. is there just kicking ass. <clears throat> Hans Gruber's got to die. Someone's got to do it. With no fucking shoes on. <laughs> now, once he entered the situation. Yeah, he started persevering, but I'll give you another example of something what I think hits Moore's miracle. Ooh. Okay. A movie about you you have a goal that you want to achieve, all the odds are against you, and you push through to achieve that goal. That's kind of what I think of when I think you of You play them ten times, they might beat you nine, <laughs> but not tonight. Yeah. Not this night! <laughs> <laughs> Who do you play for? <laughs> University of Next, okay. who do you play for? Not an action movie, but The Mighty Ducks. Would that be yes. a Perseverance Ooh, movie? Yes, that's a Perseverance movie. There okay. you go. Thank now you. you're getting it. <laughs> I mean, really... Escape from L.A. That's also a Perseverance movie. <laughs> Will you get off the Kurt Russell movie? <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I won't mention the thing then. What's up next? Big Trouble Little China? No, it was going to be the thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Kurt Russell, though, one Perseverance movie, Backdraft. Because mm. of his younger brother, William Baldwin. Yep, yep. Was trying to be just as good as him as a firefighter. You're screwing Billy Baldwin, aren't you? <laughs> so yeah, that's that's like a theme that I personally love. I love watching those movies where it's the underdog 
getting pushed down, fights their way back up. Uh, what? And th- there's another one similar to that that was um, <clears throat> I can't remember the name of it now. Um, or maybe maybe you consider this perseverance, but we are Marshall. Yeah, you yeah. consider that. Like, there's a lot of sports movies that are kind of like perseverance oh, yeah. movies, but I'm trying to get away from just narrowing it down to sports. Um, but yeah, backdraft is one thing I thought of because you know you got somebody who just wants to achieve and pushing and pushing and they finally get what they want. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we just watched the new trailer for um, A Knock on the Cabin. Yes. Um, so a good theme would be sacrifice. There are a yeah. few movies that have to do with that. Once again, bringing back the Lord of the Rings, they have to sacrifice their whole lives to <gasps> make sure that they... What's a sacrifice? <laughs> <laughs> or, or it could be the literal sense because in the new movie Knock at the Cabin they have to sacrifice someone yep. like it's either one of the two dads or the daughter yep. which is fucked up but it, according to the movie <laughs> according to the trailer that's been a, this is an M. Night Shyamalan movie so lord knows what the hell's gonna happen at the end Danny M. Night Shyamalan I mean M. Night Shyamalan should just be sacrificed that should be his, every movie is basically <laughs> shut your whore mouth <laughs> <laughs> he needs to keep making movies no no no, no, no. I'm, saying no, no like, movie. I'm saying he should be the theme of sacrifice yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay I thought you said we had to sacrifice I want a movie yeah. like uh, M. Night Shyamalan with, you know what just call him M. Night Shyamalan he's got a damn movie that we yeah. want yeah. <laughs> well it's like that uh, that indie film that I told you about I think it was last year and it was that one where the people it comes out later that they all wake up on that spaceship and they're basically they turn their hands and it's basically they're taking votes on the people to get rid of and all of a sudden one person just dies and it's a whole room of people and eventually just gets narrowed down but they're all trying to talk and talk about why certain people should stay alive Mm. and why certain people should die and well you're you're just um you know you're just a bank teller you know whatever you know i've got three kids it's like oh so if you have kids you're better than and you just hear people and they start becoming assholes they start voting again and, like, <laughs> and all they do is they just turn their wrists and that means like yes or no and they're oh, okay. they're aiming it towards whoever's around them oh. mm. <clears throat> um i can't i'll tell you the name of it later but i watched it a couple times but it caught my injury but that's kind of like a sacrifice said movie um, another movie that I thought of, and I don't know how well it fits into the sacrifice theme, but the, there's a, an indie movie called uh, The Test. Uh, I think you've seen, I think you and I have talked about this, where it's just a bunch of people in the far off future taking a test to work for this company because humans have destroyed the uh, planet, but this company is going, they have a way to make it better, so everyone wants to work. So one of like 15 people can only get this job, but it's a psychological thriller. Mm. But they're all trying to figure out, and a couple of people, like, get shot and died and one of them is because one of the test takers just goes absolutely insane um and the other one it was in self-defense because the psycho one is going to kill her too but she grabs his- it's a whole thing it's a good movie <laughs> but the whole point of the movie is you have to figure out a way to take this test and a lot of people just start trying to sacrifice their their current jobs their living um their whole livelihood to work for this company mm-hmm. and then it turns into you know a saw basically oh it's a really good movie i liked it but um so that's why i say it loosely kind of fits into sacrifice but i'm also trying to figure out what (laughs) theme it is outside of just psychological filler i mean there may not be a theme somebody just like this is a good idea yeah i think it's a good idea too let's put it on film i mean it could be under i'm trying to think of the right term for it um not not mind control but kind of like uh manipulation yeah manipulation 
I could easily see that one. Because I think, spoilers for the ending, <coughs> the owner of the company is in the room with the test takers, and he's reset, he resets the clock to make them think they have more time, but really they don't, and they're all about to die within like an hour. <laughs> well, it kind of reminds me of that. They did a indie movie based off, and it's actually something, a real uh, thing that happened, <coughs> is they would have these random people, they'd have one actor <coughs> on the other side of this room that they could hear. And he basically is hooked up to a shock machine. Oh, you've told us about this yeah. one, yeah. And then they have random people come in, and the person's like, all right, you've got to shock them now. And they're like, okay, and if they say this and that. And I can't remember what it was, if they answer questions, if they get it wrong. I can't remember what the actual test was. <clears throat> but there's a person next to the person who has to do the shocking, and they don't realize the other person's an actor. And each time they're like, you got to put it up to this voltage, this voltage, this voltage. And it basically breaks down to what's internally in you versus <clears throat> are you being manipulated by someone else so there are people that actually uh. turn it like all the way up when they tell him to and you hear the person he's just faking on the other side but he's screaming and then they ask him afterwards and then there's some people that are like no I'm not doing it you know and they they're like okay thank you you can leave and it's like they think they failed the test but when they leave the room each individual the people ask them <clears throat> they explain what happened and they ask him well why why did you turn it all the way up and he's like well you told me I had to and then there's some people that are like, well, that's just not the right thing to do. So it was like, thinking of like mind control mm. or manipulation. <clears throat> it was also in an episode of um, Law and Order SVU. Mm -hmm. It's one of the Robin Williams episodes. He's in two of them, I believe. He kidnaps, um, not Elliot Stabler, the partner, Mariska Hardigay. Can't remember her name at the moment. With Robin Williams? Yeah, he's the one who ties up Mariska Hardigay <clears throat> and you know he keeps shocking, he, shocking her and then... <clears throat> He has to stop him, and then he reveals, like, no, that was just an audio recording. I wasn't doing anything to her. And then, like, they handcuff him, and then he jumps into the Hudson River, and, like, there's no way he can survive. And then, like, two years later, he comes back. <laughs> I'm back! <laughs> Guess what? Ah, <coughs> uh, if only that were true. <laughs> Sad. Sad. You had to bring it up. <laughs> no, you had to bring it up! <laughs> so, you, went, you said one earlier, good versus evil. Yeah. <clears throat> and... I'm going to make uh, Escape from New York fall into <laughs> one of these themes, I swear to God. That can be, okay. I agree with that. That's good versus evil. Star Wars, evil. bitches. <laughs> yeah, that is classic good versus evil. <laughs> evil dead. Yeah, Whoa. literally versus evil. Yeah, <laughs> versus coming evil. coming out with another movie. Yeah, the sequel's coming out. Yep. Um, I haven't seen the trailer, but everyone online is like, this is gory as fuck. <laughs> I just saw like the, it was like uh, the mom's coming out of the bathtub. Like, Mom, are you there? Mom sleeping with the worms now. <laughs> yep. Creepy. Or some shit like that. I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> so all right. I saw the original remake back when it came out, like 2009, 2010, somewhere like that. Mm. And I was like, really upset that I saw this movie. And then I saw the trailer, that there was a trailer for this one. I was like, not, not even gonna, nope. <laughs> <laughs> the only, I'm, one of my friends will probably see this movie just, you know, to be fair, I love the original three, um, and I like Sam Raimi as a director. I, I think he's producing this. I know he produced the first one. But in the first one, Sam Raimi's car was in the movie, in the first remake. Oh, yeah. So I want to know if the car makes it into this uh, That car this makes movie. it in every movie. Even one of the Spider-Mans, that car was in it in the Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was in Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> yeah, Sam Raimi has a thing with that car. He's not letting it go. Yep. Um, but... He's not directing this movie, so it was kind of like, in the first remake, it was just like an homage to the original, so I want to know if they do it again in the second movie. Because in the original Evil Dead 2, it was at the same cabin, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so I want to know if the sequel is going to take place at the 
once again the same cabin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the interesting thing about the Evil Dead too is like, yeah, they didn't do it in the remake or the reboot, whatever you want to call it. Um, but they had because he was real good friends with Wes Craven at the time, hmm. and apparently, what do you mean at the time? Do you think they broke up? No, no, I think oh. <laughs> they probably still are good friends. But at the time, they were like they they were like students together. They oh, started okay. doing films together, so they would put little things for each other's movies, like little uh, Easter eggs in there. And so, in the original Evil Dead, if you really look, when he goes into the shed, Freddy Krueger's glove is in that shed. Oh, that's ah. cool. <clears throat> and I think there was something on that. Wes Craven put in one of the Nightmare, and might have been the original Nightmare in Elm Street. Can't remember what it was, but it has probably just a with, chainsaw with a. It might a have been who knows stumpy arm and something <laughs> to it. But I think they, I think they always like always put little things, tidbits for each other's okay. movies at the times. Yeah, they pick up the chainsaw, and a little stump fills up. Yeah. <laughs> ew! 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 <laughs> but good versus evil, you kind of you can pin that to a lot of different categories. I mean, you could say basically every DC and Marvel movie. Oh, I mean, easily, yeah. yeah, but. I think a lot of, like, Devil's Advocate, hmm. you know, you've got that kind of good... You've got the spiritual oh. kind of good versus evil. You've got the regular good versus evil, if you want to talk about humanity, like Wall Street. Yeah. Would yep. be kind of a good example of that. Um, or the actual evil, like Evil ver- <coughs> yeah. Evil Dead. Yeah, you could put it into horror, because there's always a good guy. Yeah. But I like the ones where it's, you know, a good person trying to take out the bad the bad, like regular people. I'm not talking about fantasy or sci-fi or mm. anything like that. Just a regular, like Wall Street. That's why that popped into my head. You yeah, know, here you got this or shooter, shooter. Yep. Yeah, which is it's a good movie, but it's also a decent television show. Actually, I think there's four seasons. It's mm. not bad. The first season is legitimately just the movie mm-hmm. played out over twelve episodes, and then um, the next seasons it's basically like if Shooter got a sequel and. It, it's actually really good. I like it. And it stars Ryan Phillippe. You wouldn't think him being like an action star, but he does it pretty well. No. Not too so, shabby. Patrick's recommendation for the week. Shooter. <laughs> the movie and television show. Shooter. <laughs> See it. See Love it. it. See, see the movie. Not to... Not to yeah. <laughs> not yet. What about you? What do you think of good versus evil? Um, I mean, I'm kind of with you. You know, again, like, you know, you got the... <coughs> you got Star Wars where... It starts out, and even in there, I kind of like those stories where, you know, you have that, that, still the classic good versus evil, but you end up, like, finding out, and and kind of like, you know, to what we came to earlier with, you know, all right, you understand why someone's that bad. Yeah. Like, and then sometimes in those movies you have that, that person has that recognition of, all right, well... You know, maybe I shouldn't be going. You know, this isn't the best path for me to get my goal. As uh, what would be a go uh, like in uh, the second Ant Man? Okay. Um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne is trying to you know save the girl, and he's willing to kill Hank Pym's wife to save the girl. Mm-hmm. But you know, as, as it goes through there, he realizes all right, well, killing is not really <laughs> saving. You're you're still killing. Yeah. <laughs> you're ending one person's life to you know help someone else that's yeah. not really it's not one for one there <laughs> you're still causing death and pain exactly just not to the person you want death and pain for right right <clears throat> um i'm sorry you no good go i was gonna say another um good uh theme i actually looked up movie themes just to get my head in the right direction um is um humans versus technology 
Yeah. So um, the first one, the first movie that came to my mind was Independence Day, but that was more like Man versus Alien. Even... First thing I think of is Terminator. Exactly. That's okay. where I was going. Well, Sky's the very first thing popped into my head. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, I've never seen the first one. Oh, my God. I've seen all the rest. I've never seen the original. How was that fun for anybody? <laughs> yeah. I'm enjoying it. A, you're missing out on a great movie. B, now we're pissed. <laughs> I would like to take this moment to apologize to yeah, right. everybody yeah, who uh, listens. To all of our listeners, is, uh, we would like to... Patrick does not represent the rest of the, yeah. <laughs> the podcast. Or the I apologize for nothing. I stand by my actions of not watching that movie. Um, but another movie that I thought of... <clears throat> Patrick and... will not be back. <laughs> <laughs> another movie that I thought of and this will probably be like this, one of the few times I ever mention this movie because I'm still really <laughs> pissed that I paid money to see it, is Moonfall. So, and the premise of the movie is the moon is a giant techno orb filled from a, it was like the earth seed that planted the humans here, but it's just a giant ball of technology that wants to now kill everyone. Mm. So, and then, you know, Halle Berry and Patrick Wilson, I think his name is, I can't remember. I remember his first name. Because, you know, we have that in common. Um, and then they have to go up and, you know, stop the moon orb, the uh, techno orb from destroying Earth. Okay. So that was another movie that I thought of. Once again, very bad movie. Do not watch it. Just listen <laughs> to my recap right now with the techno orb trying to kill Earth. Well, aside from that huge disappointment you just dropped on us about <laughs> Aside from the Terminator, so we won't talk about that anymore. We um, can talk about T2. I love that movie. <laughs> I, I think we're done. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but aside, aside, we're moving on. Aside from Terminator, I think of like war games. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Would you like the okay. first game? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Lawnmower Man. You, yeah, Lawnmower Man. But it's just anything that's like that's the first, that's the second one that popped into my head was war games because like this is what happens when technology can take over, right? Like, mm. Shit just can go awry, and then we got to try to figure it out. Thermonuclear war. <clears throat> the Matrix. The Matrix. Yeah, yes, it's a good one. Or T2, Judgment Day. I swear to God, we're going to talk about this. Stop movie. it! <laughs> well, I mean, you could take uh, also... But that's like more technology versus technology, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think of like 2001 A Space Odyssey. Mm. It was the computer HAL. Yep. HAL yep. 9000. It took over and basically ended up killing everybody or, you know, forced people to die. So you got to be very careful with your computers. Yeah. <clears throat> don't Make let sure them they don't become much. sentient. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse. As Boston Dynamics is now creating, <laughs> going back Robo to Jesse. Dogs. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, wait. Uh, what's the Joaquin Phoenix movie? Uh, her. Yeah, her. Basically, but it's not really versus. It's more like him versus himself because he's falling in love with a phone. Well, it's kind. Of, yeah, it's kind of him just shutting himself off hmm. and living in his own fantasy world with something that's not real. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, the voice her uh, was Scarlett Johansson. I mean, I'd fall in love with that voice. Ready all Player day. One. Yeah. Yeah. But wasn't that Aliens? No, wait. I'm thinking of the Adam Sandler movie. No, that Ready Player One oh, is like Pixels. Is, yeah. Kind of. Oh yeah, Pixels. Yeah. <clears throat> That's more of an alien thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Ready Player One was the where they have the the Oasis and everybody mm. spends all their time there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they every video game and every like movie callback is thrown into this movie. Yep. Yep. I remember. Massive pop culture references. Yeah. <laughs> um. What's the Gerald Butler, um, he was in a movie where he was like a video game oh, character. Yeah. Uh, but it was the gamer. Like, yeah, the gamer. Yeah. That's kind of man versus technology because well. he's, I think he's a prison inmate. But yeah, um, but if the if he wins the game, he gets released. <laughs> but he has no control. He's controlled by the kid in San Francisco. Right. 
Um, that was a really interesting movie. I wouldn't say it's good. Not bad. Yeah. But it's all right. I mean, it was cool, like, watching live action because, you know, you see someone get shot and then the guy runs over and you see him actually teabagging. Yeah. He's like, oh, I got him teabagging him. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, them. it was a little weird because he draw a butler to escape, he has um, someone give him a bottle of 151, <laughs> and then he just chugs it straight before the game. And then he throws up into the fuel tank of a car, because it burns so hot, it actually starts the car. And I was like, I don't think that would actually work, because that's also filled with bile and other liquids. Ew. That's, that's where he draws the line. There's, there's, there's a kid in a in a San Francisco room controlling a dude from another, you know, across the planet. Yeah. But that's where he draws the line. Yeah, yeah. the car wouldn't start. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, even though even though it's a uh, more more alien-ish, but it does combine alien with technology transformers. Yeah. I mean, it is man versus them as well. It's Cybertron. It's human and robot versus robot. So, yeah. so it's man versus technology. I nice. would say it loosely fits. Yeah. I will give you that one. <laughs> I, I'll right. take loosely. I'm Very not, loosely. Like, that's why I said I'm not, it falls under <laughs> alien more, but. But that's a genre to assume. <laughs> the one thing I'm having trouble with this topic, which I'm loving, it's actually making my brain work, uh, <laughs> is um, it's trying to differentiate between genre and theme. Because, you know, we could talk about uh, genres all day long. Sci-fi, murder mystery, um, action adventure, all that fun stuff. But yeah. trying to pick out the themes of every movie is, can be subtle, so it's kind of hard to figure out, like, what theme am I actually trying to think of from the movie that I'm thinking of? Well, a lot of action, so... <clears throat> a lot of action probably falls into good versus evil. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Is, mm. is and Or you have, I mean, so themes are more... I, I'm trying to think of how to actually describe it, <clears throat> but a theme is what the movie is really about. Like, what what is a... Like, the character-driven... Uh, factor of it. How does the character grow from the start to finish? Yeah, like I think that's when when you think of like now some themes also are genres. So like they have like genres like coming of age would be also a genre Mm -hmm. but I think like you're saying like action could also be perseverance or good versus evil or Mm -hmm. um, sacrifice. Sacrifice. You know you can put all those things in there but what is the what is the the driving what is the driving factor of the plot? Yeah, is basically what the theme would be. Uh, I'll give you this for sacrifice, T two. <laughs> oh, Arnold, he, Ar- yeah. Arnold sacrifices himself at the end of the movie. That is true, and he yep. gives the big old thumbs up. You're damn right he does. There, we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you happy now? Yeah, <laughs> wanted to talk about it ten minutes ago, but I'll take it. Um, another, um, so I, I Googled it to make sure this was a theme in movies, but survival. Yeah. And the first movie, um, that I thought of was The Edge with Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin. Okay. Okay. Um, that was a really good one. Um. Alive. That's sure. Castaway. (laughs) Castaway. Yeah. Uh, wait, Alive is the the plane crash where they eat people. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much any of the Predator movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Homeward Bound. Oh, okay. I told you I want, don't want to cry today. <laughs> well, I mean, they have a lot. Damn you, so Shadow. <laughs> 127 hours. Ooh. Even though, not the greatest movie in the world, but... He survived. He did. I cut mean, off his hand, but he survived. He cut off his arm. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I just knew the ending, so I was like, why the hell am yeah, I going to watch yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> 
which was spoiled with like in the trailer like watch a guy cut off his arm like no okay well, <laughs> i'm not doing that <laughs> the first one that popped into my head when you think of survival is apollo 13 um, oh yeah yeah or armageddon armageddon hell any of the saw movies <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them don't survive exactly that's the thing it's like <laughs> That they're, could that could also go into sacrifice because a lot of times they're putting other people up for, yeah, <laughs> for the up death. against each other. It's yeah. like <laughs> I'm not going, you're going. Yeah. <sighs> I can still remember Saw Three. You're diving in this bed of used needles or whatever. <laughs> yeah. like, oh god! Yeah, he picks her up and throws her in there. Ugh. The entire route to your bathroom has been covered in razor blades. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember in the third movie, like the opening scene, like Jigsaw captures, you know, kidnaps two people. And, like, to survive, you have to outweigh the other person by cutting off parts of your body. So they're both, like, chopping off, like, fingers and stuff and putting it in there. And finally, one of the gir- the girls starts losing. And she's like, shit, I'm not going to die. So she just chops off her fucking arm and throws it in there. And she wins. She's armless. But, you know, she won. And you, there's a good callback in four because there's, like, a support group for Jigsaw survivors. Oh my God. And she has, like, a prosthetic arm. Like, oh, you were the girl who chopped. Oh, yeah, now I'm remembering that scene. Why would you do that? <laughs> What was the one, and correct me if I may have this wrong, because I only think I saw it once. Maybe it was Ryan Reynolds in it, but what's the one where the person is in, like, that box into the ground, and they have a phone, and they they have to, like... You're talking about Cellular with Chris Evans? No, he's not in that No, I don't, I don't know if it was Cellular, but I want to say there's somebody that's been buried alive. Maybe that's the name of the movie. Hmm. But they have, like, a phone, and they, they have to figure out a way to get out of there or have people find them to get it that sounds vaguely familiar i just don't remember what the actual name of it was Mm. it's not cellular i'm not recalling (laughs) or where um i think it was uh colin farrell it was like man in a box or something like phone booth phone booth booth, yeah spoilers if you haven't seen it keith or sutherland is a sniper (laughs) you ruined it (laughs) or shoot even uh speed yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like the second part of it, you know. Um, he's you know on the phone with him. Yep, and he's got him trapped on the bus. <laughs> what was that? What was that other one? It's uh, yeah, my God, I I'm like horrible like with certain things today. It's uh, what's his name that played Handsome Rob in Italian Job? He's Jason like, Statham. Yeah, and he, they do something to his heart. Crank. Crank, yeah, we're yeah. gonna keep like getting He's adrenaline keep, yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. and then crank too high voltage. <laughs> <laughs> so in the in the first movie, he has to keep his adrenaline up because they t- stole his adrenal gland or something like that. In the second one, he has to keep shocking his heart, because, yeah, to keep it going. See, now survival, I would say, fits Escape from New York. Yeah, <laughs> and LA, yeah, and LA, and T two. <laughs> I don't know about the first one. I have no idea what happens in that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. Uh, I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> <laughs> Not until I move into my new place. Yeah. <laughs> I want at least one day there. <laughs> What's that one with? Um, uh, I'm thinking it's like it fits multiple themes. It's like perseverance, survival near the end. Uh, Emil Hirsch was in it. He's getting his way to Alaska. It's based on a true story. He basically, <clears throat> uh, it was um. Yeah, he's he's a kid. He graduates college. He's supposed to go to a graduate school. He doesn't believe in like material possessions. His family were very materialistic and stuff, and <clears throat> so he takes the last little bit of his money, cuts up all of his identification, 
burns whatever money he has or donates it to, you know, or some charity. Sounds like and a chill dude. He basically just goes around. He wants to, like, walk the earth and stuff. And he's making his way up to Alaska. And he and eventually he wants to come back. And Vince Vaughn's in it. He's got a short role in it, too. Hmm. Um, the, like, God, I fit. Can you look this up while I'm talking? Because I, I get a... Patrick <clears> got his phone. Oh, it's Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. It was directed by Sean Penn. I know the name's like right there, like something like the way something or way whatever. But anyway, the he's, way of the snow. He's basically <laughs> meeting all these people, just living life, like going white water rafting, or you know, meeting people living off the earth. And then he wants to get up to Alaska because he wants to survive with nothing. He wants to be off the right. grid. And he said he will eventually come back. The problem is that when he gets up there. He learned a lot of survival stuff from people he met, and a lot of them knew what they were doing, but he wasn't prepared for the winter to come as quickly as it did, and so he runs out of food. <clears throat> he finds this bus, this abandoned school bus, and so he's living in this abandoned school bus, and then when winter comes, he's like running out of food, can't find stuff, and basically he ends up eating a wrong type of berry because he's got this book on like poisonous stuff, and it basically makes you to where you can't ingest anything. Like That's the effects. So he reads and he picks the wrong berry and he eats and he starts feeling sick and he's looking at it and he reads and he basically just has to realize that's it. Like he knows he's going to die. And because, oh. and then not right away, it's, it takes a while, but like he tries to drink water and it comes right out. So he can't get hydrated. He can't eat anything, even if he had food and basically puts you into a sense of paralysis and everything like that. And it's, mm. it is based on a true story though. Okay. Oh, wow. So I googled uh, Mila Hirsch movies directed by Sean Penn, and two came up. Okay. One of them, I think, is the movie you were talking about, okay. and the other one, probably not so much. Okay. But the first one was a movie called Milk. No. No. That's <laughs> this looks like milk. an updated version of the movie Election with uh, Matthew Broderick. No, Milk was about the the actual guy Harvey Milk. Oh. He lived it. He was a he was a gay person who became like a politician or something. Yeah. In San Francisco. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And the other one is called Into the Wild. Into the Wild. That's the one, yes. <laughs> I was like, that one's probably it. But let's talk about milk real quick. I've never heard of this movie. Yeah. So perseverance for him trying to get to what he wants to do, you know, survival, which he didn't succeed at, <laughs> unfortunately. But I mean, not everyone does. Surviving's no. hard and expensive. <clears throat> I think our version of survival here right now is a little <laughs> different than yeah, slightly. just a hair. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. haven't even been camping in like five years. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think, you know, you you got a fridge, you got power. Right? Yeah. It's like trying to find a couple extra hundred bucks a month to pay the rent is a little different than crash landing into a snowy oasis with nothing, no food, but nothing to eat but other people. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. <clears throat> but it's true. That happened. <laughs> so I have one, uh, and, and yeah, I'm finally going there. Um, <laughs> it's got you know it's it's got the romance side could say sacrifice on it perseverance mm -hmm. um, and, and good versus evil oh, um, in all the notes exactly uh, it's it's called the best of me okay and uh, have you seen it I, I know the movie I don't think I it's well, same I recognize the name well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and ruin it for you because I don't want you guys you know to, to ruin to ruin your day watching it okay <laughs> Is it is it because it's a bad movie? Oh no, it's a great movie. You will just it's it's fault in our stars. Oh level. oh, so you'll oh. need a Gatorade next yeah. to you because you're being dehydrated and, and a whole box of Kleenex. Oh <laughs> Jesus! So it, it's now I'm thinking of the fault in our stars. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's about uh, so it's got James Marston and Michelle Monaghan. Mm. Uh, she was in um, 
Heartbreak Kid. Um, the female interest in Heartbreak. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Never mind. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about the Terminator again? No. <laughs> this chick. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know yeah, her. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> James Marston. Uh, it, it starts out with the two of them as their adults, and this guy who was kind of like a father figure, even like even to her, still uh, had passed away. And the two of them have like lived their lives. They've gone their separate ways. You know, they've got their own lives that they. He's like some kind of engineer on a deep sea oil rig, and she, um, she never really she was she wanted to be a lawyer when she was a kid, but never really finished. She met this guy in college. They got married, had two kids, boom. Um, and so he this guy passes away, and and they get notified, and they, he actually brings them back together for a weekend. So they were actually. High school sweethearts. Well, James Marston, his younger self, was like the outcast of the town. He was very smart, very good with his hands, you know, a, a, just a classic engineer, always worked on cars. But his, I, I want to say his dad and his family ran meth. Okay. Or some kind of, did some kind of drug down there. You know, the house is basically like out in the woods, trailer thing, so that, you know, they could blow up shit. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing would. <laughs> But that's what they were, you know, in the town. And he didn't want to be a part of it anymore. And so he kind of runs away from home, stumbles on into this dude's um, garage and, like, sleeps there for the night. And the guy comes out, thinks he's stealing his car in the morning. And, he was, and um, so he, you know, looks at him, sees he's been beaten up because he's gotten into a fight with his dad. Um, but so, the, and this is, like, young him. Yeah. And I don't remember yeah. the, the characters that got to play the the younger versions of them, but um, her she uh, she shows up and is like you know trying to she's really into him and she like comes after him hard. Mm. Well, they end up you know falling in love and it was going to be like you know they were going to she ends up talking him into going to college and helps him put in applications and all this <laughs> other stuff and they're uh, they're going to prom uh, together one night and. Uh, uh, she's already there, and he ends up not going, and he misses, um, he misses like seeing her, because his dad ends up showing up at the dude's house, beats the ever living shit out of him, and um, with his brothers and other family or whatever, and like tries to destroy his house. Then he goes back to his place, and so James Marston's younger character goes to confront his dad, grabs the old man's rifle. And goes there, like, ready to kill his dad. Can't do it. They get into a fight, and his best friend, who actually <laughs> was in the car with him, he ends up shooting and killing him. Damn. Like, as him and his dad are fighting. Jesus. Sounds like a chill movie. So, he has to go to jail. Well, yeah. He murdered a guy. But he ends up taking down his family with him oh, okay. to get, like, a plea deal. But the problem okay. is, he's got to spend, like, four, five, six years <laughs> in jail, and... She loves him, and like they were, the, they were like these two people that were like just meant to be together, but everything in life just kept coming in between. So she would keep going to the jail to visit him, and she he just stopped coming out to see her. So then, so and like this is all happening flashbacks in the yeah. movie, so you're getting like this build on build on build. Um, and she's like, you know, 
they finally reconnect, you know, over his, over the old guy's house and they're going through stuff and they're, you know, trying to talk and have dinner and whatnot. And she's, he's like, you know, she's asking him, well, boy, have you ever been in love? Have you ever done this? He was like, yeah, <clears throat> you. And she was like, that was 20 years ago. And he like instantly corrects her, 21. Like, you know, just <laughs> throws it right back at her. So the sad part about it is they reconnect <laughs> and they really, she realizes that she lived a life that she never even wanted mm. just because she thought that was her only option out of it. Mm. And like her, one of her biggest lines in there for him is like, how can I, how can I learn to love you again when I never stopped? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. All right. We just, we just turn this off. We just turn this off. <laughs> and so the real, the real fucked up and sad part about it is, um, so she ends up calling him that, and that, you know, she's basically, she, her her marriage is dead. It's been dead, mm. and she's actually going to make the step to leave, and wants to talk with him and see if there's you know if there can be anything come up with it. Mm. Well, her son gets into a, a car accident, and he has to get rushed to the hospital. And I think it's like his heart or something that has to like got damaged, and and he would need a heart transplant in order to live. <coughs> well, James Marston's character ends up. Uh, going and like getting his his best friend's son, who his uh, his dad has like start the business back up again yeah. for the meth dealing. He's taken his best friend's son, who he killed, um, under his wing, and you know trying to get him into the business. He goes over there, takes him out, and towards the end of the, of the movie, his dad and his brothers basically corner him at a railway stop and kill him, hmm. James Marston. Damn. <laughs> so the the last scene in the movie is uh, Michelle Moynihan talking to her son who, who ended up getting the heart transplant mm-hmm. and she's telling him like it's been like two or three years later something like that so, something that's been released so James Marston was an organ donor his heart was actually what saved her son okay alright interesting so I'm like the whole time I'm going through the movie, and then and then I see that damn car accident, and they're like, "Well, he's gonna need an organ transplant." Like, no, no, don't you do it! Oh, you, you fucking did it! You fucking did it! Effing, effing, effing did it! Oh man, we got a we got a little bit of time left. Um, I wanted to play a quick game. Okay. So I googled the themes of a couple of movies, and I wanted to see if you guys could guess them. Okay. No, so these are what like movie experts say the themes are. So even oh. though what you say might be true, but these are the themes that are considered by like true movie like critic okay. or professional. Is it one theme to each movie, or are there multiples per type of movie? I would say it's one big theme <laughs> per movie. Okay. Okay. And that's the one we're going to focus on. So the All first right. one is Top Gun. <clears throat> now think about the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking. We'll try and think out loud because we Friendship. don't. I'd I'd say that one to me kind of is almost like perseverance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see that, but it is not the answer that the Almighty Google has given me. The okay, Google. Yeah, <laughs> you you fight Google. I dare you. I double dog dare you. I can't. They know my search history. <laughs> well, what do they say the theme is? So they say the theme is loyalty <laughs> and heroism. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. So, so we would have just put that and said military? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yes. But that's the genre. 
It's taken me an hour to differentiate the two. No, action is the, action's the genre. <laughs> the only action part of that movie is the volleyball scene. Uh, nuh-uh. There's a dogfight that goes on for 10, 15 minutes. They should be arrested for that. <laughs> the dogfight or the volleyball scene? <laughs> Both. It was the 80s. All right. And the other movie I Googled, what is the theme of My Dinner with Andre? Oh, now hang on a second. That is, um, oh my God. I'm that, trying to think of what would... Not me. <laughs> Because he basically, I know the conversation is one guy's basically trying to tell him, he's trying to tell his friend all about his experience of basically letting go and, and realizing what life is. Mm. Um, so I've never seen the movie My Dinner with Andre, but the one still <laughs> that I'm seeing is the kidnapper from The Princess Bride. The guy who does that long, like, I would have figured out that you thought that I would have taken that uh, class, yeah. so I'm going to yeah. switch it around, and it's the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's also the one that played one of the teachers in Clueless. Oh, yeah. That they were trying to fix up yep. uh-huh. with the other yep. teacher. yep. So, I mean, I know what the conversation is basically about. It's uh, about learning about life. It's not the theme, so I'm just thinking out loud. He's talking to him about how he learned about life. He experienced all these things, like letting go of stuff. He had all these, not out-of-body experiences, but existential experiences. Uh, I'm going to give you a hint. You are overthinking this. No, I'm not. I'm just trying to replay the movie. I mean, I'm not saying those are any of the themes. Oh, I'm okay. saying I'm remembering what the conversation is. Yeah, were. once again, you're overthinking <laughs> this. The theme has nothing to do with conversation. It's not the worst idea. Do, 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 <laughs> do, and now I'm sad. <laughs> Damn it, Alex Trebek. Ah! Alright, go ahead and tell me what they say it is. Cause Childhood I friendship. That's not even, I don't think that's even really that close because I don't remember them being like friends since they were children they were colleagues for a long time and then they had an estrangement and that's when he went away the film invokes an uh, exalted (laughs) space of childhood friendship where coincidence um confidences are exchanged and imaginations run wild throughout without fear of judgment oh imagination (laughs) i don't like that description that movie (laughs) really described what in person personally i don't think that patrick we've decided we're gonna fight google (laughs) (laughs) go for it i mean i mean hey i'm not an expert, so they may be right. But we're not voted. an expert yet. We've been doing this for only a year <laughs> and a half. But we are getting close to out of time. But I do want to bring up one other quick one, and then a couple of you know uh, apologies if we didn't hit all the other. Uh, well, yeah, themes. the, the um, normal apologies. Let's yeah. go ahead and throw that out there right now. Our standard. bad. <laughs> so there are print that yeah, on so the yeah. There are some <laughs> the things standard that, boilerplate yeah. apology. We touched on a couple, but we we really didn't talk that much about love, which is a huge theme. And driver yeah. for most movies, uh, death. Even though we talked about we talked about murder, murder, but where death is a theme. So if you like, like my best friend's funeral or uh, something, yeah, yeah. Where, or, where, or, or know, death at a funeral, yeah, death in, <laughs> or happy death day. Yep, <laughs> not exactly what I was thinking of, but you know, more like movies Patch where Adams. where people Shut either up. families or old friends all get together because there's been a funeral, death in the family, or something, and they're all been estranged, and then the family kind of. Has their fights like those type movies? Christmas is what I think of about yeah. Oh, or, what's the one with Peter Dinklage? Um, where Peter Death Dink- at a funeral? Oh, okay. So that is yep. a movie. Okay, that's mm-hmm. uh, Chris Rock. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you find out Peter Dinklage was the gay lover. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, like Death would be uh, the huge driving, in my opinion, driving theme of Stand by Me. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. the whole reason they're going out is to see a dead body. Yep. But anyway, but so there are other themes we did not hit on all of them, and then there's probably plenty of others that even Google didn't list. But one thing I do want to bring up real quick is. A movie I should have thought of earlier when it comes to sacrifice, uh, Will Smith's Seven Pounds. Oof. Haven't seen it. 
So it's a real. I'm only gonna give maybe a 20 second thing on this because we gotta wrap it up here. But basically, Will Smith has accidentally. You find out later his character had accidentally caused the death of like some people by an accident. Mm. I can't remember if he was drunk driving or if something happened or whatever happened, but he accidentally caused it. So he's been living in this like hellscape funk Mm. of he can't let it go. So what he decides to do is he finds meets seven random people somehow. Like some people he talks to on the phone. Some people he meets randomly. Like, Woody Harrelson is in it. He's blind. There's, like, a woman who has, like, <clears throat> heart issues. And, and basically what he ends up doing is, at the end of the movie, he ends up killing himself, committing suicide. Spoilers. And he does it in a weird way. He puts it like a, a jellyfish, mm-hmm. like a Portuguese man where he drops it into his tub with him. So he basically gets put in a shock. So he's not going to bleed out. Oh. And then he calls 911 right before he does it so that they have enough time. And in his will, he basically donates... All his different organs to different people. So he donates his eyes to like Woody Harrelson so he can have an optic surgery. He gives his heart to the... So he finds all these people and to make up for the seven people that he accidentally killed. Wow. Yeah. That's heavy. That's sacrifice. You want to talk about sacrifice? That's, that's sacrifice. That is, that's you a sacrifice. Hang yourself and take a bottle of aspirin to save your organs. You don't need to death by man of war. <laughs> well, he can't use chemicals. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, and there was something about, I think he had an injury or something. So that's got to be an awful way to fucking go. <laughs> but I think throughout, like, the movie, you see in his apartment or something, it's like Man of War, he's got it in there. Yeah. And it's like... He's got a Portuguese Man of War in, like, a fish in tank. In aquarium, yeah. yeah. Oh, in wow. aquarium, and he basically brings a jar over and he sits in the tub and he just drops it in. Oh. And uh, I can't remember if it's one or multiple, but... I just wanted to bring that up, talking about sacrifice, but, yes, there is a lot more movie to it, so yeah. you can still watch it. Um... But I don't yes. know if I want to see someone die by man of war. <laughs> it's only, it's only a quick scene at the end. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, like, it's real quick. It's like five seconds. Well, now I know the ending. Why would I watch the movie? <laughs> it's like 127 hours. Yeah, it's like Terminator. Yeah. I already know what happens. Shut up. You shut your dirty whore mouth. <laughs> and on that sad note, <laughs> but yes, um, thank you all so much. What did you guys think of the? Yeah, I like this. Yeah, I like to kept us on our toes. All right, good. So next time, one of these guys, Gavin or Patrick, will be picking out the next surprise topic and will not tell us until we start recording. Uh, thank you. Mine will involve feet. <laughs> that's weird. All right, well then, uh, that's all the time we have for today. Check. <laughs> now I've put myself in a corner that I can't back out yeah. of, so I've got to find a topic involving feet. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we are done, guys. Thank you so much for joining us in our surprise episode. Until next time, for Movie Talks and Chill, we're your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. And I'm Patrick Wall. All right, guys, take care. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul The Rock.